0: Welcome to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure, episode 3. In this episode, I'll perhaps explain a bit about how I got back into regular role playing after a, a gap of some 20 years, uh, wh- what I did to get the regular games, and what I'm up to now. And then that'll bring everybody up to date with where I am and then perhaps I'll push on in further episodes into discussing some of the changes I've noticed since I used to roleplay regularly back in the 80s and 90s. One apology I will put out uh, now is I haven't um, replied directly to messages I've been getting at Anchor. I'm afraid I've had a technical difficulty there. Every time I tried to reply directly it just failed, um, came up with a failure message. So I have now reinstalled the Anchor app on my Android phone and I've managed to send a uh, message to Dave Aldridge. So hopefully that's all working now. So I apologise for not doing that before to all the people who have left messages. Uh, but at least I did address them in uh, uh, my
1: second episode podcast number two done and dusted well done yes absolutely i could hear better this time i plugged it into my bose speaker from the ipod and i could hear it much better and just keep up the great work as far as where i get it from i get it from my mom my grandmother that's where that's where I get it from. <laughs> that that is where I get my energy and my push through, definitely from her. All right, that's it. Have a good one. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy gaming. Whisk out. That was Ivy from the Happy Whisk. Thanks for your message, Ivy. Uh, glad that the audio is a bit better. You might struggle with a couple of segments on this one because I did record them on my mobile phone. Uh, basically while I was going out for a walk in the lunch hour, so I apologise if a couple of them aren't so good Uh, hats off to your grandma if she gives you that energy, wow she must have been some woman (laughs) great to hear from you
0: Hi Andy, enjoyed another great episode there Yeah, I would love to be sat round a fire or Well, actually in this weather, maybe not a fire But sat round in a pub somewhere Enjoying a nice summer ale Listening to the ballad of Eric the Axe Or whatever it was, that is role playing to me As well <laughs> On the issue of getting memories straight Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about talking about some of my early gaming memories uh, And every now and again I'll look, in the, <laughs> I'll look in, the, uh, in the rule book And look at the publication date And realise that the game I'm talking about playing Wasn't actually printed until 10 years after i remember playing it so yeah not to be trusted there really
1: <laughs> that's dave aldridge from d percentile thanks for your message dave uh yeah i i'm not claiming that i've got them 100 percent right all my dates and everything but i they're as close as i can manage um hopefully somebody's not going to message me and say Andy you were playing a game before it was released <laughs> how do you do it
0: but um,
1: well, we'll wait and see uh, love to hear some of your reminiscences Dave um, I've got to admit I'm behind on podcasts because I've been on holiday for um, effectively three weeks and away from uh, computers and everything so you might well have started with them hopefully I'll catch up over the next week or two cheers mate
0: So at the end of episode two, I left it that I was basically just playing aftermath once or twice a year with guys from Polytechnic, the old group there, and really that carried more or less on for almost 20 years, I guess, up until 2016, where I'll pick up the story in a bit. But um, just explain perhaps a little bit about why I only did that amount of role playing. Uh, you know, I got married. I moved house several times. Uh, I ended up working over in Sri Lanka and Morocco for a while, um, for about two and a half years, I think. So there were a lot of things going on, and then um, we we had uh, two kids. So I guess it's the usual story for a lot of, uh, you know, role players as they grow up. The other priorities take over, um, but I never lost the the love of doing the role play, and always look forward to getting together with the guys uh, for a weekend or two each year, and I think that's, um, again, something that is wonderful about our hobby, is that you you don't have to keep doing it day in, day out, Um, you can just do it once or twice, and it just keeps the interest there. Um, It's really the love of it, I guess, that uh, it's such a great hobby, and the fact that you know, the, the people I'm still gaming with now, I was gaming with 30 years ago. And they've become lifelong friends. So, 2016. I'll pick it up from there in the next segment. So I guess my reconnection back with role-playing games again started back in 2016. Um the reason for it was I was 49 and I'd got an eye on my 50th birthday and um, it's a milestone so bucket lists, I was thinking what do I want to do, not getting any younger Andy, and one of the things that actually I sorted out was um, I booked to go to a music festival which I'd never done uh, before in my life, you know go camping and uh, see a load of bands over a few days that type of thing. Um, But one of the things I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. If it's raining, I'll take some role-playing stuff and uh, maybe give my boys and my wife a game, because none of them had ever played before. don't know why that sort of hit me. I think it was just that thinking about that milestone age and sorting things out. So, uh, needless to say, um, I... I looked around at the role-playing scene for the first time in 20 years and noticed there were a few games that were aimed at kids so I bought Hero Kids took it along (coughs) to the festival didn't rain so consequently no gaming got done and it all got put back on the back burner again as you do but about 18 months later now, in sort of autumn 2017, my eldest son, Alby, he had a topic at school to do with Greek philosophers. And I got the urge again to do some role playing with him, Emrys my youngest, and my wife, Helen. And I um, created my first scenario in 20 years. It was a fairly limited thing to do with right angles and a few little maze with some puzzles and things like that and it actually went down quite well we played it together, had a a good time I don't think they were quite as enamoured as I was when I first got into role playing games but they certainly seemed to enjoy it but I've got to be honest uh, I found the Hero Kids a bit limiting as a game it just wasn't, I mean I like uh, you know, uh, stripped down rules and everything but that was just taking it a bit too far for me but, I think that seed had been sown, and suddenly I got the urge to get back into my hobby again. So up in the attic I went, because that's where my, all my role-playing stuff had been stored up in boxes back in 2003, because I went out to work in Sri Lanka for a few years... So uh, the house got rented out and all my stuff was in the attic, in boxes and what have you. And I must admit I went up with a bit of trepidation because it was all done in a bit of a rush when we went out there. But, more by uh, luck than judgement, I found all my playing stuff was fine. There was no uh, water damage, no uh, rodents had nibbled at them. And I got them all set up in my bookcase in my bedroom and started to go through all the stuff that I'd accumulated. Which was a great nostalgic trip, and it really did reignite my interest in role-playing again. So I sent out some feelers to local clubs, put uh, posts on Facebook. Uh, I live in a small town in Derbyshire in the UK, in the Midlands. Uh, And it so happened that at my local shop in the town centre, there was a, a group that met on Wednesdays playing Pathfinder, which I'd only vaguely sort of heard of. Um, so, but I thought, yep, give that a go so I turned, uh, arranged to turn up there on the Wednesday, sat in with one of their sessions uh, by far the oldest person there, has to be said uh, but they're a nice group of people and they uh, uh, seemed to get on with them they invited me to join their ca- ongoing campaign so I joined up and that lasted oh, for a good 12 months I think it was now, what I'd also done is, uh, as I say, put out posts to various local clubs and what have you and it turned out that Belpa, which is an adjacent town, only sort of about, I don't know, five miles away, something like that they also had a monthly D&D 5e group going So, which was just uh, an open table where you uh, effectively just turned up and played in a... Uh, it wasn't so much a campaign that Jonas ran, it was more... Uh, one-shots, but they were linked together in quite a nice way. And so I turned up there and uh, kept that right up to the end of his uh, campaign, really, which was about another eight months, if I remember correctly, and met uh, some great people there as well. So that was my second one I was doing. And then it turned, when I joined the East Midlands Roleplaying Group on Facebook, it turned out there was a D&D BX game going on in Leicester. Now that's a fair trek for me, about an hour and a quarter in the car, but it was once a month on a Sunday, so I, and that was a completely open table running a mega dungeon, and I turned up with Marl the Halfling, and uh, I'm still partaking in that. Sadly, I can't do that one too often because my wife works shifts. Um, that's always on the second Sunday of the month but my wife works four we- uh two weekly shifts so sometimes I can make it, sometimes she's working but anyway, really been enjoying that as well um, and then uh, I found a First Ed an D- uh, Advanced D&D First Ed uh, game that was going on on uh, Friday so I joined that as well that was a weekly game on a Friday Sadly, I think I only played, I don't know, four to six times and then it sort of uh, fell apart a bit, the group over the summer. This was the summer of 2018. Um, but Ham the DM had started up a Tuesday group which was running El Kadim, uh using his homebrew first ed rules. So I asked to switch to that one and I've been playing in that now for over 12 months and really enjoying it. So there you go. Um, if you want to get games, join Facebook. <laughs> Put some posts out of groups, and it's amazing what will turn up. Um, I'll mention as well probably my only really sort of negative experience since getting back into the hobby was Adventurers Guild, um, which I just played the one session of, and it's it's not for me, I'm afraid. He was a decent uh, DM who ran it, so. but I have to say, it all was a bit rushed. I'm one of those people I'd rather sort of plan things out, sit around the table, have a chat, a bit of banter, a laugh. Um, and I've just got the impression that people I was playing with were all experienced 5e role players, uh, and all they wanted to do was just kill stuff, grab the treasure and level up and I'm afraid that's not really me at all so we won't be doing any more of that I'm afraid but that's just the one block really on my experiences recently
1: I do of course mean Adventurers League and not Adventurers Guild Of course, another great way of getting back into the hobby was once you join one group. Quite often, you'll hear about other groups, and in fact, other groups will splinter off from the group you're in, and that's what happened with the fifth ed I was playing over in Belpa that Jonas was running. Basically, that came uh, to a conclusion I think in August two thousand and eighteen, and although it was a drop-in open table game, Jonas ran uh, two dropping sessions each month for the same scenario, uh, basically. We found that there were a particular group of us who started playing together and making sure we all arrived for a, at the same session. And um, we got on really well. Um, I'd say we were slightly older gamers, I think it's fair to say. Uh, certainly three of us are into middle age, um, with a couple of uh, youngsters in their 30s and 20s. Um, but we got on really well, and we decided... once Jonas's campaign had finished, we'd start up our own. Um, And Chris uh, offered to GM. Uh, Chris, although he's uh, well into middle age, I don't think he'll mind me saying that, he had only been role-playing for a couple of years, um, so very late into the hobby, uh, but never GM before. So uh, he basically did the minds of Vandelver um, and Chris's uh, prep is uh, Legendary, I think it's fair to say. I mean, he comes up with um, all these uh, uh, dungeon tiles and he's done the rooms all out beforehand. So he slowly, as a fog of war, puts them down as we go out there. Uh, and it's great. Um, enjoyed that. I was playing a Dwarven Cleric. Uh, and that basically has been running now for about 12 months. We we play over in Derby. Uh, well, we started playing over in Derby at... a. Um, a role-playing cafe which sadly is now closed uh, and have now relocated back to uh distinct games at belper um, but it's a good example of once you've got your contacts at a, a gaming table you start to hear about other groups and follow up those leads you know don't be shy of asking you know if you can join a game you know people can only say no um and usually they're, they're, you know, they're, they're very accommodating. And as I say, we, we were, the game we set up, uh, I've really enjoyed. I think it's come to its conclusion now. Um, but we're looking to set up another one, I believe, in September. Um, out of that with Paul uh, GMing for a change. So uh, it's a good way of being able to swap around so that people get a chance to play and GM. My story is now at the getting towards the end of two thousand and eighteen, and the next development in my getting back into role playing was meeting um, Tim Chalice, who I met online on Rune, in a RuneQuest forum, and uh, and Tim was um, complaining basically that he couldn't get a RuneQuest game, so between the two of us, we we exchanged some messages, then we had an audio chat together, and I even ended up uh, popping around and seeing Tim. He lives about, I don't know, an hour away from me, but I happen to be in the area. And basically, coming out of those conversations, we couldn't locate a RuneQuest game to join, so we decided we'd start our own. So... To do this, we basically, first of all, created a Facebook group. Uh, it was called the East Midlands RoomQuest Fanatics, I think, to start with. It's now called the East Midlands Room Masters. Um, we invited all the people we basically knew role-playing who were on Facebook and uh, Twitter. I also put posts on MeWe um, to try and attract people's attention. Uh, and we got about, I don't know, about 30 people, I guess, joined it in the end. Um, we set up some polls in there some discussions, um, and managed to set up a first session in January of 2019. Now, I'll perhaps quickly explain for any US listeners, the East Midlands in England covers an area of basically of four counties, which is Derbyshire, Nottinghamshire, Leicestershire, and Lincolnshire. Uh, it's in pretty much in the middle of the country on the east side, hence the name East Midlands, I guess. <laughs> um, it takes about, I don't know, two hours to drive from one side of it to the other, so it's not a particularly large area by US standards, but a fairly reasonable one by UK ones. Uh, The idea was we were trying to use that area because that would give us quite a large number of people, we hoped, although the problem you obviously have uh, with including a large area is trying to find a location to run the game which is convenient to everyone, which Um, It's basically impossible, as most people will know. (laughs) Ever tried to organise sessions for role playing games? Um, But what we did manage to do, we compromised on Derby at uh, at a uh, shop called Boards and Swords, which was quite close to me, about a forty-five minute uh, trip, I think, for Tim, but seemed to be convenient for the majority of the players. And we did that on a Sunday in January. uh, Sunday being the most convenient day for players. And I think we had nine players turn up on that day. Uh, So me and Tim both ran games. uh, seemed to go pretty well, I think. Um, I I was certainly very, very nervous uh, running a game because it was the first... I'd never run a RuneQuest game ever, despite playing it quite intensively for five or so years back in the 80s. Um, And also, apart from running a game for my wife and kids, I hadn't GM'd in 20 years. Um... But as it turned out, uh, you know, all, all my nervousness was unfounded. I had three great players at my table, experienced, very good role players who knew the old RuneQuest system and not the RuneQuest Glorantha and were just there to have a good time. There was no rule of laws, none of the horror stories that you sometimes hear. They they really were, um, I really enjoyed GMing for them and they were very understanding for my uh for the odd mistake I made and um, uh, my lack of knowledge in certain areas of the rule book and uh, and what have you. Um, And it gave me enough confidence um, from there to agree for another session in February. And then I even uh, then GM'd at a a convention, the first one I'd ever been to, and it was a Glorantha convention, I think in March it was, uh, in Birmingham in the UK. Uh, And I I, uh, GM'd the... uh, the scenario from the starter pack uh, there and I had Shea Webster who many of you were probably listening you know uh, as a player at my table there. so that was interesting um, really enjoyed that, also played some uh, Hero Quest in the afternoon session which I've never played before, really enjoyed that as well Doctor Moose um, so that's against a, a new game for me which i now got the rulebook for and will be looking out to play uh, met a lot of very interesting people at the convention. Uh, I, I just can't recommend it enough. It, why I take me so long to get to a convention, I don't know. I guess it's... I'm a very introverted, shy person, um, particularly uh, when I was younger, not so much now, I guess. And uh, it always filled me with horror, uh, sitting at a table with uh, complete strangers. But uh, nowadays it's just... Uh, it's not, it's not something that bothers me. I, you know, it's something I, I can actually you know, look forward to, I guess. Uh, and then I did another convention at the uh, DivaCon at the end of April, where I uh, agreed to GM a RuneQuest uh, again, the starter set um, scenario. And in fact, there were they turned out there were a GM short for the first session. Uh, I was due to GM in the second session, so I GM both sessions there, uh, and the first. Uh, session there was one of the best I've ever GM'd in my entire life a really great bunch of people at the table um, had a great time I uh, must admit I was flagging a bit uh, in the afternoon session um, and I apologise to the group because uh, uh, it was not as good as my first session I have to say um, but I think it was okay and it, you know, it's a great way of getting um, word out about a role playing system which uh, doesn't have quite the coverage that uh, Fifth Ed has so um but I think the point of me mentioning all this about the uh, RuneQuest is that if you can't get a game, yeah, you can't find somewhere to play it. My advice is get off your backside and organise one. Yeah, it is hard work. It takes it did take up quite a lot of mine and Tim's time, um, chasing people up, uh, setting up groups, um, you know, contacting the various uh, locations and that. I mean, how people organise conventions. I, I just take my hat off to you guys. And, you know, <laughs> it was hard work just getting these. Uh, sessions together um, but I, I enjoyed it and it, it gave me a chance to GM uh, which I love to do um, and also meet some really great people uh, we've got another we had another session in May by the way at Bean Gaming over in Leicester where I actually ran a scenario I'd written uh, which again was great to get back into scenario writing uh, and I think it went okay um, it, It's the usual thing. It's going to take me, I think, a few goes at writing scenarios to get them uh, back up to a a really good standard. But, um, you know, I think everyone understands that, uh, you know, if you're taking the trouble to write stuff, then, um, you know, there are mistakes going to be made and things you've forgotten and what have you. Um, And the people within the RuneQuest community have been really, really friendly, uh, I have to say. I've been pleasantly surprised Uh, I don't know why I I should be surprised by that but they've been great Um, whenever you post on the forums there's a lot of help there Um, and we have another session arranged for the end of September at Bean Gaming in Leicester uh, where me and Tim will be turning up uh, and either one of us or both of us will uh, GM depending on the number of people who turn up there so it's been a great success so my advice is if you can't get a game get off your backside and organise one Reaching 2019, I've already mentioned the RoomQuest stuff, but there was a, as well as Tim, there was another uh, person who's been very important in getting me back into role playing, and that is Shay Webster of Roleplay Rescue Fame. Now, I think I first met Shay when he had done his uh, podcast interviewing Gavin Norman of. BX Essentials vein um, I'm B- BX is my uh, favourite role playing game, uh, so I w- uh, my interest was piqued when I saw um, that Shay had interviewed him. Uh, listened to that episode and I've been listening to Role Play Rescue ever since. Uh, and I also think I ended up swapping some messages with Shay uh, about that podcast, and found out that Shay only lives about a twenty minute drive from where I live. Uh, Which was great news, and also that he had a um, he he was running a regular group but was looking for more players. So, one thing led to another, and I turned up at Shay's for one of the sessions. Uh, Really enjoyed it, got on well with Shay, Ian, and Pete at the time. Uh, And we did some castles and crusades for a couple of months, I think it was, playing bi weekly. Uh, until we had our total party kill, which Shay has documented in his Roleplay Rescue. Um, but I really enjoyed uh, those sessions. And um, although Pete left the group, we got Dave, uh, another player involved. Um, and did some Call of Cthulhu. And have now agreed to do some GURPS. Uh, a proper campaign starting in September, which I am really looking forward to. Um, as I say, Shea has uh, been an inspiration to me getting back into the game. Uh, I think it's fair to say uh, he's made me think a lot more about my role playing, about systems, uh, uh, and about a lot of things. Uh, perhaps in life, I think, uh, um, which is good. Which is good. So, as I say, I, I'm really looking forward to getting. Uh, to the gaming table with Shay, because um, uh, despite his uh, uh, self-doubt, shall we say, Shay is an excellent uh, GM um, who makes uh, you know a great evening all round. Because uh, we we always sit and have a chat first thing, which is something I uh, would recommend to any any table. Um, uh, again, uh, again, Shay has documented this about uh, you know we turn up sort of half an hour early, sit, have a cup of tea. Uh, for a half an hour in his sitting room, and just talk about life in general, although it tends to be rather roleplay-related, I guess. And then we move into another room uh, to actually do roleplay, which is, uh, uh, I think, works as a, a mechanism. So there you go. Um, that's my castles and crusades called Cthulhu, and now GURPS experience in 2019. final way I'll mention about getting back into gaming, I've touched on it before, mentioning Hero Kids, is to involve my family. I'm um, married, uh, I have two kids, as I mentioned before, they're ten and uh, six, and I have uh, run several sessions now with different systems with them. Um, but first of all, I'll mention I set up a what is now called, I believe, a duet, but uh, in my day it was called uh, a one-on-one with my wife Helen, who'd never role-played till we did the Hero Kids. Um, quite while well, we'd never role-played together, although we'd been married for 19 years, is beyond me. But hey ho, we, we are now. Um, I did a I, uh, I did a homebrew world. My, um, you know, I've had a homebrew world on the go called Malifia since so, about 1981, uh, and I included a few elements of that and ran a fifth-ed uh, uh, sessions for her. Uh, I've only got the players' handbook, so um, it was a bit of a bastardised version of fifth-ed, I guess. Um, she played a paladin. Um, it was. Uh, who'd been uh, assigned to a a temple in a town and uh, basically turned up there and was assigned a few jobs to do for the temple. I learned a lot because it's been a long time since I'd done one-on-one. And I think my wife enjoyed it, certainly enough that she's expressed an interest to play in a larger group, uh, which sadly is going to be quite difficult to do if we do it together because uh, of the fact that one of us is, is always having to babysit kids. Um, but we'll try and sort something out, I guess, on that. Uh, I think Helen's frustration was playing the one on ones, was that occasionally she just ran out of ideas of what to do. Uh, some of that was due to my uh, poor DMing, to be fair. It's something I'm only getting back into it, uh, you know, and uh, I wasn't always able to do uh, enough prep work. Uh, but also, it's when you've got a one on one, I found is that uh, when you're in a group, of course, if one person can't think of something, generally another person can and you, you, between you, you come to a way to solve the problem but if it's just one of you and you can't do that then you're a bit stuck um, but I certainly did learn that you've got to strengthen up characters, you've got to give them magic items and highlings uh, that's the way to go I think to uh, ensure that there's uh, not a lot of deaths in it um, but I enjoyed that I also uh, actually did a, a D&D DX uh, few sessions for Helen and the kids where they played Vikings in the world of Mistara who were uh, shipwrecked on an island and then had to um, basically find a way of getting off it. Uh, That seemed to go quite well. Uh, Certainly my eldest at 10 seemed to enjoy it. Um, My youngest at six, probably a little too young still, struggled to keep his concentration going. Um, But I think that's just the age he's at. so we allowed him to sort of wander off and just called him up when his character had something to do. Uh, I did have uh, a big success uh, running a, a, a crab encounter uh, when they were fighting it. Well, not they they decided not to fight it, but that they actually managed to sneak past it. Um, but that was all based on the Moana um, uh, shiny song, uh, and that certainly went down very well, particularly with my youngest who really enjoyed that especially as I played the song in the background while we were doing it so there's little things like that I'm starting to learn to do with the kids which is great Um, but I'd certainly say you know try and get your family involved if you can it's it's an interesting experience and a good way of spending an evening and bonding with uh, the kids right I'll wrap up this episode then I apologise it's taken so long to get it out. I was hoping that I'd have this out at the beginning of August before I went on holiday, but uh, sadly I ran out of time. So um, there was a three-week break while I went camping and Helen took the kids to Stanton and uh, ooh, other things were happening. Uh, but I've got it out. I'm still going. I'm still here. That's episode three, and that really concludes my sort of history as a role player, how I got back into role playing and provides some hints, I hope, as to uh, anyone looking to get back into role playing um, and certainly at least my experience getting back into it is documented now. In future episodes I'm probably going to touch on uh, you know some topics rather than it being reminisces which I hope will be of interest. Uh, I'm going to start actually with my next one talking about names of characters. Um, so thank you for everyone who was listening thank you for your messages and. Hopefully, you'll have enjoyed this episode.